Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I guess I should intro you. Hi, guys. Kelly from Beyond the Blinds is here. Troy will join us soon. But we have to talk about Teen Mom, so we're just going to go right into it because... We were in the middle of saying what we were saying about because Jace today is the day that Jace has now been put into foster care. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, you know, he was the one as I was watching that I was like, oh, he has the least hope here. It's it's the most volatile. And then what were you saying? The part where he sings in the car? Yeah, I guess just thinking about all the scenes with Jace and over the weekend, I rewatched the episode where a gun was where Janelle pulled the gun out. <laughs> So I was like, oh, shit. And yeah, Jace is just like, I've always felt so bad for him. I don't know how else to say it. And even, you know, the scene where Barbara and Janelle are screaming at each other. And then he's just in the back disassociating, singing some little lullaby to himself at like six. Yep. Troy, hi. Hi. Sorry about that. No, we had, we had, I'm like, I have to start talking about Teen Mom because we were like already (laughs) talking and I'm like, I have to record it. So... Okay. okay. I let me okay, wait, let me go through cuz Troy doesn't know my journey and how Teen Mom even happened. So when you guys came on the pod the first time, Kelly, you referenced Teen Mom at least once and I'm I was sure. like I don't watch it. And so I thought that was the end of it. But then anytime I've had her on since, she's mentioned Teen Mom and it's always some insane So then it becomes on my radar, right? So then TMZ has an article every other second about a Teen Mom thing and it's like Ryan has been arrested for heroin. I don't know, just crazy shit. I'm like, what is this show? So finally she said, look, what if you do like family reunion? Because then you can maybe meet a bunch of people and kind of get caught up. <laughs> so it's, it's it starts with just the intros like of people and it's Amber's intro. I don't know who this person is at the time, but she goes, yeah, I went to prison. And I'm like, okay, actually, I'm going to go from the beginning. Like, I have to know this entire fucking story about everybody. And so I start watching. And granted, anyone who's tried to watch Teen Mom, it can be very overwhelming because there's so much content. So I would, what I started to notice was it did get a bit repetitive. We're like, I mean, sad repetitive, but repetitive. It's like Janelle's in a car again with her boyfriend at the time because they don't have a house. Or Janelle's getting arrested. Oh, and I accidentally started with Teen Mom 2 and then stopped that and went over to Teen Mom OG. There's so much content to consume. Um, 
And so then I realized like, okay, here's a good trick. So t- pro tip for anyone who's trying to catch up and they're like, there's never going to be a, a possibility. Watch the first two episodes of a season, then skip to like mm, the last maybe two and then watch the reunions because it really does get repetitive after a while, especially if you're trying to get caught up. Like back then, these people really had nothing. And it was – so that's the first thing I noticed about Teen Mom is I'm like, here's a camera crew documenting and capturing their miserable lives where they're like living in trailers. There's just arrests happening every day. And they're like, okay, guys, see you next season. We're going to take off. We're going to leave you here. It's cr- So that's – I kind of wanted to get caught up where they had some money because it was mm. getting really dark. I'm like, how do these how do they just leave these people here? They're like, we're gonna go to our hotel where we stay when we when we're here. Goodbye, Janelle in your car. And so, then you suddenly realize that when they got money, it was even more dark in a different way. It was it was re- very and like then if you, also too checking like googling outside of the show to you know just like hey whatever happened to so and so it's like oh my god okay like the <laughs> headlines even are worse than the show like they really they really don't show as much on the show as what's really going on mm-hmm. but the very first thing that I cannot believe all these years I did not realize is Doctor Drew is the host of the reunions he's their dad. And it and, is so creepy. And Dr. And, Drew's like in love with Ryan Edwards. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever witnessed. And like, Tyler. When, and and Tyler. Tyler. Question for you experts. They bring in Nessa. Mm. Yeah. Right? Who was promising at first. Like I even text Kelly. I'm like, oh, thank God they brought in Nessa. And she goes, well, just wait. And sure enough, I'm like, okay. Why in some scenes, like for some of the cast, like Macy or like Leah, Nessa's not there, but just Dr. Drew is there. And then she comes back for the next person. Was there like a reason for that? Or was this just like scheduling? At the reunion, though. So weird. Yeah, I think some people were not happy with just Dr. Drew anymore. Like I know Kale really hated Dr. Drew. So I think they brought Nessa in as a buffer, but like <laughs> as a viewer, it's so frustrating because it's very clear neither of them have ever watched one episode of the show. Totally. And you, it, I feel like you also got a cust. I mean, even though it was like really shitty and like Dr. Drew was an asshole, you almost got accustomed to the way he hosted the reunion versus Nessa, who like was just very like dancing with the stars, like surface level, stupid questions, like, you know. Like, they were both bad in different ways, I guess. Yes. Yes, they were. Okay, so between Teen Mom OG and Teen Mom 2, do you prefer, like, if if you had to pick, do you prefer either one? Personally, I like Teen Mom 2 better. I think those girls really just, like, put it all out there, and I can't stand Amber, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Amber really grinds my gears. I think Teen Mom 2 was more must-see TV for me. Like, it was more like, like, I would die if I missed Teen Mom 2. But Teen Mom 1, I was like, you know, it was more so the nostalgia than anything. Absolutely. Now, with Teen Mom OG, too, the Caitlin and Tyler of it all. Man, the journey from when it's, when they're really young, because I think even Tyler says it kind of perfectly. He's like, we, when he got older and like their relationship is dark, uh, but 
at the time, they really were each other's like perfect little soulmates in that crazy, insane world they were living in. Ellie, I don't know if you would agree with this or not, but I personally feel like Kate, like Caitlin and Tyler are like the soul of Teen Mom. Like they're like the heart of the show. And I remember I've I've been obviously I've been, I've been watching it since it was like on or whatever. And they introduced me to the term trauma bond. And like <laughs> I've never seen a more clear example of trauma bonding. Like they are together because they went through like this horrific experience together. And I don't know, I just thought, I just always felt like they were really, and I think Dr. Drew obviously feels like this too, that they are like the true spirit of Teen Mom. Totally. I would say them and then Macy. Yeah. Okay. People love, love, love Macy. Like me, me, yeah. When she followed me on Instagram, I like lost my shit. I like texted (laughs) people and I was like, can you believe this? Oh my God. To me, she's like an A plus list star. Honestly, though, like, okay, so another thing that was crazy is realizing how long the show had been on and how long these people had been famous and how many people love them. Like, I felt like I had, where where have I been? I really, I couldn't watch it back then when it was first introduced, like 16 and Pregnant and Teen Mom and stuff. I was like, it's just too sad. Like, I can't get into this. But now watching it as an adult, I'm like, no wonder the fandom is so intense. Like, this is bit like you've grown up with these children are like your children. Yeah. Like you're you're the aunties and the uncles of these kids because they were born in front of your eyes and now they are alive, like walking around. Like they must feel like your own children. Well, it's also too when you mention um like as a Bravo girly, like Teen Mom, when it premiered, felt so like counterculture because so many shows were about like being wealthy and like totally. spending a lot of money and like, you know, just like being sort of um, gross with your money. Like, you know, in OC, like everybody's like kind of gross at how much money they have. And Teen Mom felt like so complete 180 opposite. Like, I don't know. I feel like it may. And I, I've also always read that. um there's this thing that happens in America where like when we're having like a bad time uh, financially, like when we're in like a, like a financial depression, like shows like Teen Mom get like really popular uh-huh. and like boo-boo. So I feel like it had a lot to do with that too. That actually makes a lot of sense. And that is, and it's funny because that's the reason why I didn't like Teen Mom. Cause like I was such a bougie little brat. I had no reason to be at all, but I was <laughs> like, mm, it's too poor. As if, like, what am I, like, who am I going <laughs> to, I was in no way rich, did not grow up rich at all, but, like, maybe that's why I'm, like, I only want to see opulence on my screen. I want to see what I can Ableism. never accomplish. Maybe because I could, maybe, not like I could really relate. Don't My life was not as dark as these people's lives have been, but, like, maybe it was too relatable in some way. I was, like, no, I need to not understand it. But, Ryan, I'll tell you this much just to start kind of towards the beginning as hot as Ryan, like I, if I knew Ryan in real life as in high school, he would be, I'd be like, that's the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life. Yes. But I could tell in his eyes that this guy was a dark soul. (laughs) I could see it almost instantly. There was something in his eyes. This is early on. So as it progressed and it got worse and worse, I was like, Oh man, I like saw this, but just like Kelly said, Dr. Drew's utter 
love and like obsession with Ryan was so absurd. Like, like you said, they don't watch the show clearly. Because if you're watching the show, you're not going to tell Macy, I'm still rooting for you guys to get back together. <laughs> when he said that to Macy, I was like, hello? <laughs> like, what? That and is like, so proof he doesn't watch. I don't think they ever touched on it. But also, Ryan was like 20, almost 21 when he got Macy pregnant. Oh. In, like, oh, there's like a lot of stuff I feel like they haven't ever really dove into but specifically that one wait like, a minute wait 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 really he's much older than macy <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just they just ignore that part <laughs> we're gonna leave that out <laughs> the thing like i don't even this show is like if you think bravo people are problematic watch teen mom Oh like, God. it really desensitized me, honestly. Like, it's changed the way I cover Bravo shows. <laughs> because no. it's like, if you watch this, it's like, this has been what's airing. This has been what people are like, this is pretty cool. We're good with it. It's I mean, wild. The scene where Leah is giving the girls' a bath under, like, an electricity, okay. electric blocks, <laughs> a box. I think about that scene. Troy and I talk about that scene all the yeah. time. Like, it was just yesterday. <laughs> We talk about that scene every time we're about to go out on stage for a live show. I don't even know what that, I don't know why. We always is. talk about Teen Mom before every live show. We're like, what will calm us down? You know what? I don't like Amber Portwood, and this is why. <laughs> that is, a, that's a topic. You could get me started on that topic too, and I could go, I had to make a TikTok about it. I'm like, I'm not even done with my journey, but I just know Amber is the worst. It, she Okay, hold on. Actually, I wrote notes on this one specific part because Amber was just the worst. She's telling her therapist, this is after, this is like, you know, after she's gone. To, wait a minute. Let me actually go back up. When she's in rehab, so clearly high on whatever the hell, and they're like, no one's addressing it. Like, is there no piss tests in rehab? Like, this woman was so clearly fucked up in rehab. And they're like, she completed her whatever days. I'm like, no, she didn't. I think that they just wanted a fairy tale story for her. I, like, I think that they wanted it to like, just turn out exactly as we all wanted. But Kelly, what were those things that she was like, remember she would put those patches in her mouth? Yeah, the, 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 the yeah. Uh, what's it called patches? The fentanyl patches? Yeah, she would just suck on fentanyl patches like all day. But she went to jail for boo-boo. Jail. She went, she went to, to jail for her to gel for boo-boo. So she's, so after all this is said and done and she's, you know, she's had that creepy boyfriend that ended up obviously being the creepiest guy in the entire planet. Like after all that. I'm like, which one? She's Matt? Know, like, Matt, 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 that Matt, guy. Okay. Uh, Matt, that guy. Yeah. No, you're, and then, oh, I, then I was done with her because then right after Matt, she got with the guy from like Sweden or some shit. And I was like, what, what are you? Dimitri? Dimitri. I'm like, get out. What is happening? But she's telling her therapist because at this point, Leah doesn't want shit to do with her. And I think one should, one can understand why. But she's telling her therapist, I'm a damn good mom. But you're not. But you're literally not. And Gary, you can, and I know Gary has his faults, but I'm like, Gary isn't even saying half the shit you probably do. Like when they cut to Gary, he's like, well, there'll be times when she's supposed to come over and then we don't hear from her for like weeks. I'm like, weeks? Poor Gary, man. I used Dude. to like hate, because like when I was younger, I, I, I didn't see things clearly on the show. Like I picked favorites and like, 
I don't know. I just was like, I don't, I was in Amber's haze. Like I was the, the Amber mist was like all over me. And I was, oh, Gary's such a piece of shit. He's such an asshole. He antagonizes her and taunts her. And I do think to an extent that that yes. is true because they were young. Totally. But like, oh my God, he was like taking care of that kid on his own. Yes. And would let her accuse him of being like just keeping his daughter away. And he's like, I know that I'm not about to like be able to win this. But then what's his, what's his wife's name? Christina. Christina, like the angel sent from the heavens, Truly. like the, the mm -hmm. kindest person ever. And she's getting mad at her. She's posting shit online about Christina, who has raised your daughter when you haven't been present. Because, of course, all she keeps telling us is that she's depressed. She's got bipolar. She's got all these things. I'm like, yes, but it's no one else's job, especially not your daughter's, to make excuses for that. They're just allowed to feel how they feel about your behavior, Amber. But she constantly makes excuses for herself. Amber is the girl on Facebook who posts too much, like the longest oh. status. That is who Amber is. That's <laughs> who Amber will always be. Like Amber <laughs> in that fucking brown couch that she loves to sit on. Traumatizing. It makes me so mad, especially the scene where Christina was like, I love being your bonus mom, which kids love to hear that their step parents love them. And Amber's like, Christina's not your mom. I went to jail for you, boo boo. Like, she just always goes back to that. I think she truly, and I hate to be like an armchair expert, whatever, but she really, to me, feels like an a through and through narcissist. Yes. Like, like actual textbook narcissist. Like, that's her. No, I, I fully co-sign that. I because she rewrites things according to her version, even though her daughter is telling her, nope. That is not what happened. And she just, and then the way she can, she talks like with her eyes shut all the time. It's like, oh, I can't, I like Amber. Yeah. <laughs> However, Farah though, for me, I had to start fast forwarding through her scenes. I'm like, I, I have to hear her yell at her. And her, don't get me wrong. Her mom's nuts too. But her mom did, a, I think her mom just did a better job maybe of hiding it on camera. And so yeah. Farah yeah. would like try to be like bringing up stuff from off camera. And so she maybe got the bad rap. But no, no, I'm sorry. No, Farah didn't get a bad rap. Okay. I, I couldn't handle her, you guys. I don't think people realized how crazy Debo G was until she was, when the cop showed up and she had like a sniper laser pointed at her chest and she was holding knives and like wouldn't put them down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then everyone what? was like, oh. <laughs> 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 what happened here <laughs> what so somehow i don't really remember that it was a long time ago i don't remember every single detail but the cops were called because farah and deb were fighting and farah said she was like scared for her life and the cops went into the house and deb was holding a knife because she was cooking or something uh -huh. and they were like put the knife down and she wouldn't and then, like, in one of the season premieres, they were, Farrah was, like, they had, like, the red light pointed right at your chest because you wouldn't put the knife down. Oh. Yeah. See, like, oh. okay, the B plot, this is, like, the B plot to every teen mom story, no matter who the teen mom is, is how, how abused were they by the parent? Because then the parents try and hide the way they really parent them on camera. And I feel like Farah was one of the first people that it started to click. Like, wait a minute. Like, okay, Farah's an asshole, but like 
was she has she been abused this whole time and is she keeping secrets for Deb and like what really happened when her boyfriend died because it seems like Deb was like horrible to her when he died and like that she was like the first team at least for me like piecing that together like oh there's like a, a whole thing happening off camera that like we're not privy to mm-hmm. what's what does she call her dad sign is his name no, michael michael she i can tell she's holding something back about him too like dr yeah. drew one reason was like trying to get it out of her like but you call him michael why just because some some stuff i'm like oh, okay yeah. So she always said it's because her sister's dad wasn't involved and she didn't want her sister to feel left out because her older sister calls him Michael. And she said she felt bad. I mean, that's what Farrah said about it. Do I think that that's like the whole truth? Probably not. She definitely alluded to something at a reunion. Like she definitely, Mm -hmm. but wouldn't go, which is, you know, I I can only imagine. I can only imagine. No offense, Farrah, but the way you came out, something happened to you. Yeah, for sure. There's mm-hmm. it's undeniable. Like their relationship is too weird. Deb is so weird on camera. It's so inauthentic. <laughs> like yeah. she's so like um like like not human. Not it's like, human. You know what I mean? It's like uncanny valley. That's what Deb gives to me. Ooh. It's human. Totally. Well to now, I seen you with Kiefer. I don't care about Kiefer. Cozy Earth has already been an obsession of mine, but they've released a cuddle blanket. Someone was walking around with it at BravoCon. They had this Bravo Bazaar set up and Cozy Earth was one of the booths. And someone was walking around just letting people touch this blanket. I swear I almost punched them in the face, ran out with the blanket and never looked back. It was so soft and it sold out. Because if you don't know about Cozy Earth, let me tell you. They craft luxury goods that just change your life. Like their bedding. Their bedding is temperature regulated. And it's available in both their famous viscous from bamboo and in linen. And I had never even heard of viscous from bamboo until literally Cozy Earth started sponsoring my podcast. And now I want everything made out of nothing but responsibly sourced viscous from bamboo. The sheets are the softest sheets. And they've got new colors now. So I'm going to be picking up the darker gray sheets so that when I get my spray tan, I can still have my cozy earth bedding. Because as of now, I've got like really cheap sheets just for the spray tan days and I can't handle it. I'm so spoiled by the cozy earth sheets. And I have the best loungewear pants from them. I own one in a larger size for the cozy, cozy feeling and one in my regular size to wear out, like to dinner. Because they're flattering, but they're so soft. Also from that viscous from bamboo. Oh my God, I love it. It is no wonder Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things five years in a row. And all the products come with a 10-year warranty. So, okay. I love Cozy Earth. I have personally used my own discount code to purchase way too many things. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code SHESPEAKS. 35% off, you guys. Use code SHESPEAKS at CozyEarth.com. I'm telling you, life-changing. I will be having fun living with your boyfriend. I don't care about Keeper. Hi, hi. You're both hot. Let's go to Teen Mom 2, though. How do you guys feel about Chelsea? I am a Chelsea apologist. Okay, good. Me too. Um, I get why people don't like her. Like I, she's boring, right? Right. And she had it fairly easy, but like once Adam texted, like, I'll sign that mistake over or whatever. I was like, wow, my loyalty is to Aubrey and Chelsea for life. (laughs) 
And Aubrey's so oh. Aubrey. Oh my god, little Aubrey is just Girl. like it's too. She's with her lisp and her just little <laughs> sweetness. Oh my god, Aubrey was too much. Like she when she goes to her little dance class, and they, I'm like, you could just give me a whole a whole hour of this. She's so cute and so sweet. And that Adam guy, that Adam guy, he's a piece of. And I mean, look, there's not a lot of there's it's not a lot of good guys to pick from, but Adam in particular was scary. Yeah, he, he was, was really scary. I would almost say he was like one of the absolute worst, if not the worst dad. Especially I'm going to say I agree. Roided out. Oh, is yeah. that what was wrong with him? Among many other things. Well, because <laughs> then they finally get the confirmation that there's 100% he's doing meth. It's like, well, yeah, that's why he, like, couldn't be around certain days. He's like, I just need to get out, okay? I just need to go places. Like, all right, tweaking. Watching him put her in that Tonka truck that he owns, like, place <laughs> in that giant car, knowing that they're going to go do some crazy fuck shit that's, like, super dangerous. He just always scared me. Always. <laughs> always. And she, you know what? Chelsea's dad, too, is such a star. Oh. Mom is a star. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I love. Gl- I was gonna say, Glamma Mary. What an icon. <laughs> <laughs> I love. So she- Chelsea lucked out in that department, but she did have to go through it. She had to like get herself through beauty school and like graduate and do stuff like that. But she's kind of a an example, which is I'm not trying to glamorize it, but she does kind of glamorize being because like do it like Chelsea if you're going to be a teen mom do it like Chelsea so mm-hmm. she, I think maybe I gravitated <laughs> towards her because I was like I need some hope okay because the rest of them like Kale and Janelle I'm like okay it's just dark yeah season two oh. needed that light which yeah. was Chelsea for sure yeah yeah, yeah. it's a bad it's like unfair that people are so like mean to her about like her edit or whatever and I'm like well she's just not she's not guns out on people like maybe it's not her edit maybe it's just that she's not a renegade woman with a beware sign <laughs> outside that's of her like, house that's exactly it though they're like once she got with cole and she got her life together it's like all they have to film of her is them like finding property to build houses on and like take care of their <laughs> yeah. four kids and just be the cutest ever cole is like i'm not trying to be on this show i'm not going to the reunions like i'm just like a He's literally the they're the perfect little pairing, and that's just maybe not the best TV. But then, like when because I love how they started show like really breaking the fourth wall and showing you all the backstage stuff at the reunions, and when like Brianna joins the cast and it turns into just actual bad girls club, <laughs> she's like, I can't. She's like, I I don't want to do this. Like that's not what this show's ever been, but now it is. How? What are your thoughts on Brianna actually? I actually think she's like her and her family bring so much life to the show, whether it's good or bad. And I know people hate her, mm-hmm. but like the fact she sent Kale a treadmill and I know it was like a weight thing, but she said it was because she ran her mouth. <laughs> that is so funny. OK, good. I'm, I'm, I like her sister so fucking much that that's <laughs> the only reason why I never want to lose Brianna, I'm like, keep her because I love her sister. Her sister and I love so Stella. Funny. I, I love Stella. So love cute. Stella. I love Stella. You know who's also fab is um Cheyenne's what's her Riley. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's such a cutie. She's like got a little sash. She can rap. She freestyles. I'm like, okay, <laughs> she can have her own little show. I love her. Now, I don't know how I felt about them bringing in cast members. Like, 
it, it's such a weird show to bring people on because it's like this is about teen mom. It started with 16 and pregnant and like we've watched them since. So it was such a it just I never I never saw like a new cast member joining. But I guess what else are they going to do? They're going to run out of people. Also, the current cat, like the cast that has been there, the veterans, they're like, I'm not saying shit on camera anymore. Like they got way too savvy yeah. to how to make the show. So they, they had to mix it up. Reality stars, you know, and like also the show has been on for so long. Like, yeah, it did have a, a crazy dip in viewership, like to the point oh. that wasn't it OG, like OG that got canceled and brought back, Kelly? Well, it got canceled because Amber went to jail. <laughs> right. And then they brought it back. <laughs> and yep. I never stopped watching. Like, unfortunately, when there was only like 50 people watching, I was there every night. <laughs> I was there for it. <laughs> Die hard. Yeah. They did, though, when they broke the fourth wall, when they were like, okay, Lo- love thing that we can do to make this show more fun, we're, we're going to let them talk about production and talk about the cameras. That changed everything. A hundred percent agree. Could not agree more. I like I had been sending multiple. I think I messaged you, but I messaged like other people like you have to watch Teen Mom just for the way they break the fourth wall and incorporate producers into it because like producers very much become a part of it. Like they're fully on camera talking to them. And I'm like, this was the this is how to do it. This is how to take a show that's been on for a while and twist it a little bit. I remember when they first did it, I was like, if Housewives doesn't do this at the end when things feel like they're about to fizzle out, like when we all really, one day it'll happen that we decide like, I don't want to watch Housewives anymore. They have to do the teen mom thing and break the fourth wall because it just injected so much life into the show and it helped us understand their stories. Like Mm -hmm. I remember Chelsea talking about how like so many people misunderstand what they're going through because they don't realize what's really happening. Like even with Farah and her producer and him being like, oh my God, we do porn. And like that whole thing, like we never would have known any of that. Exactly. Like there's no need to keep magic alive anymore with reality TV. Let us see. We know it's, we know it's a show. We know there's producers and we know they step in to like move conversations along in certain directions. Let us see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it really would change the game for housewives. You're right. It really would just incorporate it. Take the note from teen mom already. Yeah. Oh my God, I would love that. I know. Um, let's go to Kale. Okay. Kale, okay, okay. I have a lot of thoughts about Joe, actually. Because like, Joe, yes, he was lazy. Yes, he didn't get a job. Yes, all of that. But like, of all the dads, I feel like he was the less, the least toxic, necess- like, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because Kale's a lot. <laughs> Kale is kind of scary. And so then she gets with Javi and I have a, I'm honestly saying that if there were no cameras, I think that Javi would have ended up like that. I'm sure there was already physical abuse, but like the way he was so controlling with the jealousy and all that stuff, I was like, Ooh, man, there's, there's, there's something physical going on here. There is like, there's something happening. Well, she hit him in an episode. Was it in the episode? Yeah, they played it. And like he, they're in like a heated fight and she hits him and he runs, he walks out of the house and he's like, I need to take a walk, need to take a walk. But yeah, she hits him on camera. See, it's possible. It's possible. I missed it because I was like trying to go through fast. So I did miss like big chunks and wow. Yeah. Yeah. And also when Kale went insane about V, like when V and Joe first started dating, I was like, you need to calm down. Because she was like, oh, my God, she had a picture smoking weed two years ago. She's smoking weed around my child. I'm like, 
Kaylee, you're really like jumping. Like you're really reaching. Don't pull a muscle or something. Kayla reminds me of like, so my mom is a teen mom. Okay. We used to watch this show together. Not like as like a let's bond thing, but just, we just love teen mom and probably didn't put it together that we were watching ourselves on TV. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> and like, there are little bits of each mom that I can like see my mom in and like experiences or whatever. But like Kale reminds me of what happens when you're like, not nurtured at all as a young person. And then you do have a, a, a like a child and it forces you into this like responsibility thing. And now she's a terminator. Like now she's a cold, heartless terminator. Oh my God, that's such a good way to put it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's gonna fucking take care of her kids, like no matter what, but she's like scary. Yeah. Like she will cut a bitch. Yeah. For she's real. Intense. She's intense. And now she's got seven children. Yes. <laughs> I will say that she takes care of him. Like she has the financial means to take care of him. It's not like she's, you know, not doing that, but like all the different baby daddies and they're all like, like I said, Joe kind of makes everyone look like a saint. Cause he's just like, I'm just trying to live my life. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not trying to, but then there's that guy, Chris, who just recently, he, he hates her. All the okay, time, every day. He's a bad guy, right? Chris? Yeah. So originally he didn't want to be on the show at all. Yeah. And like he really wouldn't even claim, I think his name's Lux? Yes. No, or um, Cruz. No, I can't remember. Yeah. I think they're both his, Cruz and Lux. Okay. They're, yeah, yeah, you're right. Whichever one's older, like he wouldn't like claim him as a son for a long time. And I think one of the craziest scenes in Teen Mom is when he jumps in Kale's car and starts yelling into the GoPro. Yes. Maybe not one of the scariest, but one of the most surprising. Yes, because he just was like, here I am. I'm on camera now. Like, all crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so intense. And it's also so intense when you're, like, watching the show and following the drama in real time. And you're, like, trying to see how it's going to play. I'm sure, like, with Housewives with you guys. But, like, I Oh, it is nothing in comparison. (laughs) No, Teen Mom is, like, on another (laughs) Teen Mom is, like... It's like Walmart after dark kind of. Stuff. You know what I mean? It's like people in Walmart. Uh, Teen Mom is the gift that keeps giving, whether it's bad or good. After I started watching, I every single article that came out, I'd be like, now look at this. And it was just insane. It would be like, well, you know, Ryan's was the biggest one as of late where he overdosed and made it i have such i hate saying this but i really don't have a lot of faith he's gonna stay sober he just seems like one of those people that it's in him and it's there forever and it's like it's a part of his dna now his Mm -hmm. goddamn parents let that go on so it's so uncomfortable that scene when he's driving all fucked up and mackenzie's like i gotta pretend like i don't know what's happening here that mackenzie i knew she was no good from the second she was introduced i was like whoever would really be with ryan has issues because this is again she was only like 19 she was so young when they first got together oh my god she was so young his parents kelly and i talk about his parents literally all the time like they are there's something really sinister that happens to a a man when they're coddled like that by their parents to their mom like it turns into like a really like evil dark scary like dandy boy kind of person like i get whatever i want you know what i mean yes baby and the fact um, that he would sit there like totally high on heroin obviously high on heroin and they would be like ryan you want to you want to go barbecue i'm like stop it 
He'd be like, well, Macy's a trigger for Ryan. <laughs> yeah, trigger. I was like, okay, you guys are the Murdoch family. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, they buried bodies together for sure. And I think we started to get a peek of it when Macy truly hated them. And she was like, by the way, Mimi Jen, Bentley doesn't want you to sneak into his bed at night. He's 12 now. Jesus, Christ. I forgot about that part. I will never forget about that. <laughs> oh and it's it's so like Jen is like a very dangerous type of toxic because she's so sweet and she's like, I just want everything to be so nice. It's like stop, oh. okay? She's stop. bless your heart, please. She's bless your heart, bless your heart. But like you are covering up such darkness, and this is a. They're like, well, we'll take care of Bentley. We'll take care of him. I'm like, I'm sorry, Bentley doesn't need to see his dad all fucked up. Okay, if you know he's not in a good place, let Bentley live without having to witness it over and over. But when yeah. Brian did his interview with Dr. Drew post hospitalization and all that stuff, first of all, why he picked orange. To wear was a weird, I was like, is this his prison interview? No, it's just a choice. That was weird. But I could, as much as he seemed for the first time really clear, like I could tell like, okay, this is actually him without drugs in the system. And I don't think I'd ever seen that since watching this, like watching this whole thing. I could still see behind his eyes. I'm like, uh-uh. It's not, it's still, it's not, I don't think it's ever going to click. I mean, even the edit that he got this past season it was all about how bad Mac was for him. I'm like, you ransacked Ooh. her home. Yeah, dude, they do not. They really let him off the hook with that shit. He, that is terrifying. Ruined her house. He, he allegedly like pooped everywhere. He oh, that's stuck right. knives in the wall or notes in the wall with a knife. He ripped cabinets off the wall and everyone was just like, yeah, Ryan, looks like you got a little mad. No, that's what was so weird about that, re like, the reunion, the way Dr. Drew addresses it. I'm like, even if you don't watch the show, you get clips. You got clips I, you got to look through, right? I was, like, ready for the end for him to be like, and do you think you and Macy will get back together? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he would. When he said that, I was like, how is Macy even just sitting there still? Like, Macy's like, yeah, we're good. We're fucking, we're really good. I love her relationship, Macy's relationship with them. Um, uh, what's her husband's name? Uh, Taylor. Taylor. Do we like Taylor? I do. Yeah, uh, I do. I, I was I, like, I, I got scared. I'm like, what? No, I just like love Macy. Like, I'm just, Aww. it's a cliche. Like, teen mom fans love her, but I, I just can't quit her. She reminds me <laughs> most of my mom. Like, my mother is Aww. Macy and I was Bentley for real. Um, And she's, I don't know, I just love her. I just think she's incredible. No, no, she's, love, she's a great mom. Yeah. And I love that Taylor stepped right into the role for Bentley. And like when he screamed at Mimi Jen and um, what's her husband? I forget her husband's name right now. But when he screamed at them, I was like, or Larry, I was like, maybe I do find him attractive. Maybe I get it. <laughs> that yeah. was I, uh, uh, same. It's funny because they kind of tried to make it seem like like he overreacted, and they're like, "Oh, maybe now that he's calmed down." I'm like, "Shut the hell up, okay?" He's tired of doing these on camera bullshit things where they kind of get to lie and mm -hmm. pretend like it's. But stop! Like I don't I don't know how Macy's able to handle it. Like when Mac gets up on that stage and is like reads her stupid letter about how she exploited him. I oh oh, I was I was very in support of Amber. 
in that moment when she comes off stage and she calls her a cunt. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, Amy. that was I amazing. allow that. <laughs> I will allow that for so, sure. A funny thing after that reunion, Mac decided to make this blog like 25 things you may not know about me. And the 25th okay. was like, my eyes are actually blue, even though apparently they're brown because I'm so full of shit. Because that's what Macy said. <laughs> I'm like, Mac, it's not working how you think it is. No, girl. That's when he is driving them to the freaking church or whatever, and he can barely keep his eyes open. And she's just like, hey, knock it off. There's cameras on. And so they, she turns it's the cameras so off. It's sinister. That Sin might be one of my hardest teen mom scenes. I'm right there with you. That one in Keeper and Janelle. <laughs> okay. I also, okay. Now we'll go to Janelle. Cause I had to ask, I had to ask Kelly. I'm like, is it okay that I love Barbara? And she goes, oh no, God. it's okay. She's iconic. I'm like, okay, good. Cause like, yeah. I get that I'm supposed to be rooting for the moms, but like Janelle was the worst from the beginning. Like she was the worst. She was missing everything. She was sh like wasted clearly in front of her son, but being like, I'm fine. Jace loves it here. And just, and I know Barbara yelled a lot, but God, she was good TV. Barbara's she... yelling came from the passion and, and love that she had for that damn kid, though. Like, yes. Thank God for Barbara in all the ways. Mm -hmm. And they let her, they let her hang out there to drive. Like the when what's his face? The scare what's the scare her scary husband's name? David. David. <sighs> when he came around and, and they tried to convince the audience and the cameras, like, you don't know what she does. You don't know like what Barbara's really like. I'm like, bro. I need I need the I needed the cops to intervene way more though. Like the cops would keep showing up to the house and like just not following through. I'm like there are children living here. This is where it got in my opinion a little irresponsible on MTV's part because mm -hmm. I'm like stop documenting this guys. Like it's time to just like intervene and check in with these children because I really think it's clear they're not in a safe place. Yeah. I have to say Janelle's lawyer Dustin has to be the best lawyer in all of North Carolina. She was on like felony heroin charges and only had to go to jail for two days <laughs> she's Lindsay lohan's uh lawyer <laughs> literally kind of like honestly though honestly it's i will so say now that i get now that i know what the kesha thing is because i think you guys made the kesha reference like the but it's kesha i think you guys did that when you came on and i was like i wish i knew what this was but i don't <laughs> now that i know it is iconic it's just like it's not a concert it's kesha I'm like uh, iconic line okay Say no the more. Thing about Janelle that I that I used to love. Now I have had to separate myself because Janelle really was like a tether for me. I'm gonna be honest. Like I get it. I was obsessed with her. I was obsessed with Barbara. I and like I feel bad looking back at the stuff that I used to make fun of and laugh at with her because I was like, it's actually so dark. But it's just the way that Janelle matter-of-factly says insane things. <laughs> like telling that lawyer, like just very matter-of-fact, yes. like. This is not, I'm not going to jail that day. Like, what? <laughs> you need to tell the judge what's happening. Don't tell him it's a concert. Tell him it's Kesha. He'll get it. Kelly, do you think, were you able to watch the um, the being whatever, like being Barbara specials? Mm -hmm. like no. Okay. no. That's something that I'm going to need to find and send to you. Like, that is, to me, necessary. Do you yeah. agree? There's also like a being Ryan where Ryan disappears for three hours and they're like, where have you been? He's like, at the bank. And oh, nobody no. questioned it. Okay. Barbara <laughs> is one of my all-time favorite teen mom things 
ever. It is just an hour long of a of a day in the life of Barbara. Shut up. It's incredible. You go to the bar with her. She hangs out with <laughs> her producer. She has a couple, like, whatever, uh, amaretto sours or whatever it is that she drinks. <laughs> and that's also when they show that, like, her boyfriend cheated on her and she put itching powder in his clothes to get yeah. back. <gasps> oh, I can just hear her telling the story. Like, in my just head, I can hear her it. telling the story. And it's just... You know, I could listen to her talk about really toxic stories like that all fucking day long. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god, no, she is iconic. It's like it's it's hard it's hard not to love Barbara, even yeah. when she's screaming and yelling. It's like Janelle, you deserve it. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. And she um, put, people put her through absolute misery. My Barbara, god. yes, 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 they did. Oh God. Like the time there was this, a scene where Jace is telling Barbara and he's telling it like a little kid tells it, like he's coloring and he's like innocently saying like, yeah, no, we don't ever do anything when I'm at mom. She's just sleeping all the time in the room. Ooh. But the way Barbara has to try to be like, no, you don't go to the park. No, we don't do anything. Mom's just sleeping. Oh, Jeez. Oh my God. We actually, the other day we're talking about how <laughs> before our live show, <laughs> that Jace is like you know there's this th- this switch that happens with little boys you know where like they become really like not cute and violent and scary and like Jace is like right on the cusp of that and it's really sad yep. because you know that there's no hope for him and he's so sweet but it's not gonna stay that way for very long mm-hmm. he's gonna turn into Eminem which is what I've always said no you could see it like I like I said at the start of the episode I could tell like he was the most doomed yeah you know there was just really no hope because his like janelle just doesn't own up to anything and she's so oddly brainwashed by david into like in that stockholm way where she's like this is all totally normal david needing to like barricade the house and live like in the middle of you know what like she has she's in an abusive relationship herself you know which is her pattern i think every single guy that we saw her with was abusive right well, I was yeah. going to ask what you thought about her and uh, what was the Nathan? Was that the body? Oh, <laughs> One of my Nathan. favorite. Friends. You know, I have to say of all of them, he was the quote best of all of them. Um, but there I felt crazy because there were times when like I understood why he hated her so much because she was just being so difficult. And like she's absolutely like she's she's diagnosed with multiple things. It's got to be because like. She was getting mad at him for stuff. And so as much as he was a, a pig and gross and awful, I was like, I am kind of like on his side in a lot of their arguments. Is that bad? For That's sure. bad, isn't it? Well, for sure, not anymore. But when he was on the show, yeah. Wait, what's now? What's happening now? I don't even know. So probably I should trigger warning this. Trigger warning. So he keeps getting arrested for domestic violence, like huh. strangling his oh, girlfriend cool and like he's broken into her home to beat her oh. and he just keeps being sent to um whatever like military court is because he's a veteran oh, i forgot he's a vet so he keeps getting sent to like military court instead of like real court and it's like slap on the wrist keep it moving oh yuck no mm-hmm. okay yeah so but I think that is the pattern of Janelle. All of the men that she brought on the show were because like, and they would both get arrested and it would be like in a voiceover and the fucking voiceovers are, (laughs) oh my God. Oh my God. I am convinced that the producers in the studio are like, no, 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 make it a little worse. 
because <laughs> I swear to God, it's like, they're like, I, I swear I can imagine them being like, Jace doesn't want to go to Barbara's anymore. So she's going to come to mine. And they're like, no, 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 no. Go back yeah. and do that again. Jace is really tired of going to Barbara's. So he's going to come. It is jarring, especially because they say, they make them say things that are so intense sometimes. Like, <laughs> like last night, uh, Nathan came over and we got in a fight. Now we're both in jail, but we'll be getting out soon. <laughs> well, Janelle, I seen you with Kiefer. I don't care about Kiefer. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane, and I'm so excited because I need to update my winter wardrobe desperately. I also can't wait to be able to wear my Jenny Kane long duster that I bought last year. I love Jenny Kane. It's so California girl like me. Jenny Kane is so California girl through and through. Their staples just make it easier to get dressed. You want to think minimalist, effortless, but totally refined, you know? They have really luxurious cashmere sweaters, really iconic accessories, but they have the best elevated basics. Oh my God, and their home essentials are to die for. Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best holiday season yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code SHESPEAKS to get 15% off. Anything you buy at Jenny Kane is a smart investment. Everything is timeless. It's so well made. It's like smart dressing. You know what I mean? It's the, oh, this old thing, but like, oh, give it to me. I want it. Whenever I wear my Jenny Kane sweater, people are like, and the shoes. I got some great sandals too. In any season, but especially this season, their sweaters are the it item. Lately, I'm obsessed with the Flynn cashmere sweater. It's the perfect wear with anything v-neck. And that cashmere half sip. Ooh, it's such a good everyday staple. They are back in must-have shades. And you can bet I'm adding both to my cart. ASAP. And also holiday gifting. Ooh, there is no better stocking stuffer than one or more of Jenny Kane's cashmere accessories from beanies and gloves to the coziest socks. Everything is so luxe and everyone will love it. I know I keep harping on it, but they do cashmere better than anyone. The cashmere fisherman, the cashmere cocoon cardigan. They are bestsellers in every season, but it's always the best when it's fall and winter because you got to really the sweat of weather. You know, everything in the collections are designed with such intention. You can style pieces together without a second thought. I love to pair a Jenny Kane sweater with everything from classic denim to a simple dress. It's just a look that's effortless and put together. You're look, you're looking put together, they tell me. And their shoes. I just got the sandals. They're quality shoes. Style that's just easy with anything. The Brooklyn Lug Boot is a cold weather classic. And the Leather Lug Mule is my new favorite. It just adds like an elevated edge to an everyday look, you know? And when I tell you they have the best home essentials, timeless furniture pieces, cozy throws, just perfectly curated decor, and the most incredible candles. I have one in every room. And they have a rewards program. 
You can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Gift yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code SHESPEAKS at JennyKane.com. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com and use code SHESPEAKS. Let getting dressed be one last thing you got to worry about. Well, Janelle, I seen you with Kiefer. I don't care about Kiefer. You know, you can do all the stuff to look better. You can work out, you can eat right, you can do all the skincare routine you want, but if you don't get good sleep, forget about it. Did you know that sleeping less than six to seven hours per night is linked to reduced white blood cell count? White blood cells protect our body against illness and diseases, and they fight viruses and bacteria and stuff. Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance during the day. So having a consistent nighttime routine, it's a non-negotiable. I struggled with sleep all of my life. There isn't a sleep aid I haven't tried. But honestly, ever since Beam sponsored the pod and I've been using Beam nightly, no pun intended, night and day difference. So I want to introduce you to Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam's Dream Powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And today, my listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no sugar added. Now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cacao, sea salt caramel, my fave, and white chocolate peppermint. Better sleep has never tasted better. This, I think, is what, the, it's the combination, it's the ingredients in there that really make this stand out above all other sleep remedies I've tried. It contains a powerful, all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, you stay asleep, and you wake up gorgeous. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped. of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I don't feel drugged when I take this stuff, and I wake up feeling refreshed like I got a natural night's sleep, not a drug-induced night's sleep. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash she speaks. The discount is auto-applied at checkout. No code necessary. That's shopbeam.com dot com slash she speaks for up to 50 percent off i will be a fun little with your boyfriend i don't care about people i hi you're both hot emily <laughs> i need to ask you a question because joy and i i know where troy stands but what are your leah thoughts <sighs> okay okay so nothing is crazier than leah nodding off on the phone with the doctor and like they don't break, they don't cut, no cut. The cam like one hundred percent. They should have been like, okay, camera down. Leah, are you okay? But like she's fully a heroin addict, and she talks about it later in her book and all that stuff. But Leah, as of now, 
I'm going to say a little bit of shady stuff. Whatever work she's had done is just absurd. Like, I want her to remove whatever fillers there are. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but it's something, and I don't like it. I find her to be a great mom. I'll never take that away from her. But that the guy that she ends up with um, that, like, lied about the house and, right, he said she was on the deed, but she wasn't on the deed. That's what it was, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's never, like, been clear. Or I guess it is a little clear now. I don't love Leah. I don't, I don't love her. I rate her a C in my, on the, on the list, on my categories. Why? What is it supposed to be? No, I mean, that's totally fair. Cause like, I have such a soft spot for her and her girls is like, I, I think the way that she's really like tried to stop the generational trauma, like she really has made an effort. And I love that all of her daughters are named Allie. Like it could be any of them, <laughs> and they're all named Allie to me, and it's I love that they're icon- like her daughters are iconic. Yeah, oh my god, that young, the youngest sassy one, the one who's Jeremy's kid. Oh, she is everything oh. to me. Addie eating sugar packets before school, <laughs> like what is better? <laughs> I guess and- seeing where Leah came from, and now she's like, you know, she has her real estate license, and she's also a waitress just to like keep income coming in, and I just, I really. There are some people that I think Team Mom was bad for. Like, I think it was bad for, like, a Farah and a Janelle. But I think it was great for Leah. Yeah, like, with, without the show, she probably would have gone down. Because mm-hmm. I do forget she comes from a fucked up family. Like, her mm-hmm. dad is, like, the one who introduced her to heroin, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, like, low-key one of my favorite things about Teen Mom. And I always forget that this was, like, something I loved about it at the beginning. Is, like, if you look at it as, like, a documentary, it's really just, like, it shows how society fails, like, impoverished young people. Yep. Like, Leah, I think, is, like, between Leah and, like, Caitlin and Tyler, I would say Leah is almost the extreme example, like, growing up in a holler, you know, like, having heroin in her family and, like, you know, being, like, from one of those families where you assume that they, like, put Mountain Dew in their baby's bottles because they literally do. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, like, really crazy to see her journey, you know? You know what? Fine. I reject. I'll give her a B. No, I think that you're, I I totally think that the way you feel about her is fair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to revisit it now. <laughs> I feel like you guys make some good points. But I also think, I think one of the craziest things a teen mom is Leah doesn't have custody of the twins. Corey oh. does. But they yeah. never, ever address it. And even one episode that I rewatched recently, because I was like, all right, I need to watch some of the bad ones if I'm going to do a, a podcast about it, <laughs> where she's like, um, Allie girl is getting her A taken away. And I just found out about it. It's because Corey found out about it first because he's like the main the primary caretaker. And like he has to pretend he doesn't know what Leah's talking about, but he oh. likely already got the call. I love Corey. I love Corey, too. I love Corey too. I like, I think him, he, maybe he's the most like stable of all the dads actually. I think so. Yeah. He never went anywhere. He has a job. He's always worked his ass off and she cheated on him twice. Right. With Robbie, Robbie. And we never got to see what Robbie oh, We never like. got she to cheated, see Robbie. She cheated on Jeremy with Robbie too. She did? Yeah. Girl, Leah, you a mess, honey. <laughs> you are a mess. Um, but Corey cheated on his wife with Leah. It's all like so. When? 
It was whenever, um, I forget his wife's name, but whenever she decided to no longer be on the show. Shut the hell up. (laughs) 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 Because they ask specifically, why is she not involved in the show? And he's like, we just got tired of the edit that we got. Like, we made us out to be bad parents. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker. Which is hilarious because it's like, you guys are the best. Like, your edit was great. Are you kidding me? They had the best edit ever. (laughs) so leah and Corey hooked up leah Mm -hmm. leah is just irresistible to the men's (laughs) you know jeremy her and jeremy had like a thing where they were hooking up on and off and stuff too jeremy's a nightmare he looks like lance bass he drives me crazy (laughs) no jeremy's a nightmare for sure jeremy you could just feel the toxic on him a hundred percent leah's when she was in her like really bad addict state though like when he's complaining about the state of the car and the the car was no joke oh my god i forgot the car was a full-on like unhoused person's car yeah it was like but bags and bags of trash in the back. And she's like, okay, what do you want me to do, Jeremy? I'm like, well, I feel like I, I kind of understand this one. You're like, I have some ideas. <laughs> one of my I, all- <laughs> dark, dark, dark favorite dark Leah scenes, and we've come a long way, so it's okay to look back and laugh at things. Uh, <laughs> when she was driving the girls to school, when she was deep in it and she was passing out and one of the alleys was like, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. You didn't give us lunch money. We don't have packed lunches. I'm not wearing a coat. I've never seen a child read their mother in such a way. When she said, I don't even have a coat, I was like, oh my God. Like these kids have seen too much and they're too smart. Okay. So this is one of the ones, this is one of the ones I missed because I, like I said, I was fast forwarding. So I totally missed that. Oh, you're good. You have so much to look forward to. It's like great. There's, I know what episode you're talking about, Troy. And that's when it's like, girls have to, they have to leave the house by like 615 in -hmm. order to get the kids to school on time. And the timer at the bottom, it's like 645. Oh my God. Finally leaving. Yes, they put a timer on the screen. I forgot (laughs) about that. There's another few episodes where one of the alleys keeps bringing a kitten into the car, like on road trips, Aww. and they'll be like two hours from home. And Leah's like, what's a kitten? <laughs> the kitten has like permanent marker around its eye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Trauma. The animal trauma. Okay. Okay. The, mm. yeah. The animal trauma. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Anytime I see a pet come on the screen, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. Like when Janelle is like beating the dog, like what's Nathan's dog? Because Nathan's in jail, right? That's what's happening? No. Is it someone else? I can't remember. It could be David or Nathan. True. And so she's like hitting the dog and like telling it to shut up and like freaking out. And then at the end of the episode, it's like a disclaimer. Like Janelle has since learned better ways to care for a dog or something like that i'm like okay mtv (laughs) like sure i bet she has and they love to zoom in on the kids hurting animals that the camera people love a like oh there's another cat in leah's house let's see what Allie does with it like oh my god and there was a season where caitlin just kept getting animals yes and oh when she was like, I think I need a horse. I was like, Caitlin, if you get a fucking horse, this I'm going to lose it. Like, 
so then, yeah. Oh yeah, Farah too. What did she it's get? Her, mini horses? She got mini horses, right? And she was dyeing them yes. all the colors yeah. and like not taking care of them. And their names yeah. were like Princess Rainbow or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ever get bored, there's this Reddit thread of people who worked at Farah's yogurt or um ice cream shop oh. that she had. It's honestly so funny. People said like Sophia would walk in and just start screaming at them to work. <laughs> that is the most Sophia thing literally ever, honestly. That's so her. Sophia's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in like the way she's turned out. It's almost like one of those things where, you know, when like a parent is crazy and then the kid is like so normal because they have a crazy parent. Yep. Like she like understands that her mom is nuts and like Farrah, I mean, if we're being honest, Farrah was, like, abusing her for years. Like, totally. Taking her to school. I mean. Totally. In a ledge that she was, like, when she was doing her escorting stuff, she was leaving Sophia in the car for hours. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, really, yeah. really horrible, horrible whoa, stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't know about that part. I mean, yeah. also, like, the infamous quote where she was, like, yeah, Sophia's living with my parents. She just needs to, like, do her own thing. And she's, like, <laughs> three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wait, Emily, you have to YouTube the clip of Farrah Abraham being um interviewed on Bethany Frankel's talk show. Cause that's yeah. when she says, because Bethany's like, it's been rumored that you wax your daughter's eyebrows and that you wax her like body. And she was like five or something. And Farrah was like, Yeah, I do. And she talked about like, yeah, her needing to like do her own thing and figure out her own life. It's crazy. It's because she had a unibrow. She's like, she'll get made fun of if she has a unibrow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I'm acting shocked. That's the thing. After a while watching Teen Mom, nothing really shocked me. Yeah. Although when they introduced Jade, she came in like, okay, by the time she got there, everyone else had come up like financially, like they were getting Mm -hmm. a decent amount of money from the show, but Jade was not there yet. So like- it was a very big, I almost was like, this is too much. I, I'm not prepared to go back to watching this level of toxicity yet. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of moved past it. Like, I can't handle, like, Jade and her mom and the boyfriend. And and actually, it's funny because I spotted Eric Fuller, who does a lot of housewife stuff. He does, like, Potomac and Atlanta. He was with the producer. And I, I messaged him and I was like, please, if you ever want to talk about your time on Teen Mom... you're welcome on my podcast any fucking time you want because the thought of he what he had to do because like any producer coming in at like season seven or eight had a very tough road ahead because the girlies already knew how to manipulate the hell out of producers like I feel like kale if you got kale or amber they were like fuck yeah I'm actually convinced too that if you're a producer in reality TV, you had to, you like you had this was like your hazing. You had to get Teen Mom and you had to get like Janelle or Kale or Amber because like if you can handle or Farah, if you can handle them, you can handle anything. That was the cool thing about when they broke when they broke the fourth wall because you got to see their relationship with their producer, and then it was like oh like like everybody obviously wants to be Chelsea's producer and how lucky. <laughs> that Chelsea's producer got her and that it's basically just her extended family. Like she goes over there and hangs out and eats <laughs> totally. dinner with them. And it's like totally normal, you know? But then the rest of them, 
I could eat, like, I literally could see kale. Like, they kept introducing new producers after, like, after a certain point, there was always a new producer. And I'm like, oh, you, I know that they, like, they make you do it. Like, oh, you want to be a reality TV producer? Well, you've got kale. <laughs> We're going to take the land. Is there something I'm missing with Dr. Drew and Devon or Devoin? Because they're always telling, like, they'll, the reunion will happen. And, Brianna will tell him stuff that Devoin is doing, or Devoin will be shitty all season long, you know, like not showing up or doing whatever. But by the time Dr. Drew gets to him, he's like, it just feels like he's really trying, Brianna. Can you like get it together? I'm like, this woman is taking care of these children, both these kids. And I I feel like she got she gets a really rough deal because like Dr. Drew really favors. Devoin maybe favors all the men I think all the men kind of started throwing fits you know like you guys are just so mean to the dads it's like no they're not there's reason to be assholes yeah is there something I'm missing no I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head I mean they even did I don't know if it's on like streaming but they did like a dad reunion for dads only when David was after his first season it was just the guys and there was some weird shit that was said like I remember um Gary one time he said he used saran wrap instead of a condom. Oh. And that's where if you look like on Reddit, you'll see David being called Uncle Bad Touch because they asked like all the guys, what would your porn name be? And David said his porn name would be Uncle Bad Touch. So like, oh, I just think Dr. Drew loves the guys and like yeah. genuinely like m- m- the more fucked up they are, the better for him. It's so weird. It blows my mind. Like, they don't ever really give the women, the moms, enough credit. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like at the reunions, I'm really missing that. I'm like, can you tell them good job? Like, Brianna is, she's sitting here taking care of both these kids with their, you know, deadbeat dads. And Devoin will do good, and then he'll fuck up, and then he'll do good, and then he'll really fuck up. And then it's just constantly like that. But she's always taking care of the kids. She's always providing for them. And Dr. Drew never gives her an ounce of, like, good job. I think you're, it's like, well, is there a way that you can involve? Devoin more I'd love to and it's weird like you'll hear the dads being like oh yeah Dr. Drew and I will talk we'll FaceTime and he helps me through it so like yeah like Tyler talks to him a lot off camera I'm sure Ryan does too and I'm sure sure Dr. Drew loves hearing from Ryan Mm -hmm. he's like anytime you want Tyler are his those are like his Charlie's Angels I mean honestly (laughs) and and the only like mom that he really gives any credit to is Caitlin. Like he just is so inside Caitlin and Tyler's like anal cavity. It's like not it's non and it's never not been that way. Like he's never not been obsessed with Caitlin and Tyler. And he always puts them on this pedestal. Like they're the couple that the other couples should strive to be, you know, kind of thing. What is your take on them now? Like Caitlin and Tyler now? What is your take on the current status of them? I'll let you go first, Kelly. No, I feel like they've just been together so long. And I think Caitlin's very like, that's my man. And Tyler's very like, I'm going to do me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's where I'm, that's where I'm feeling. Cause like I was on such a journey with them where I just loved them so, so much. And I think I even posted about it. I'm like, they're just meant to be, they're so perfect. Then I kept going and I was like, oh, wait a minute. To be honest, I think Tyler, his head got too big being so praised by everyone for doing like 
the right thing and staying with Caitlyn. But he also wasn't great to Caitlyn, especially when she was going through like her dark times. He -hmm. was not very kind to her. I agree. Like like you're lucky to have me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Very much so. The pedestal and like always, you know, the prime example of like the perfect dad or whatever for the show. And I think that he, I agree. I think that his head got too big. And I think, I think that at a certain point they should have broken up. I'm going to be honest. Okay, good. Yay. Okay. I think that it it just got to the point where it was like, you guys have literally been together since you were 12. Like, <sighs> this is insane. At one point you were siblings. Let's explore no, some let's, let's go into that. Okay. There, nothing is more insane than me trying to grasp that Caitlin's mom is married to Tyler's dad. I had and to the, go over that and over that and over that to really understand it. The teen mom fans have just allowed that to become so normal. We're like, yeah, there's their brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> like they would be like, yeah, did you call mom? Not <laughs> did she call your mom because she's our mom because literally they're married. And then it was just so dysfunctional too. the way like Tyler has to help April and coach April through her relationship with his dad. And it's just so fucking toxic. And it's because they grew up so fast and had to be, and were like the stable ones in this fucked up world that they look like babies doing it too. So you were yeah. like, oh my God, protect them at all costs. But then everyone's a little bit more settled. They've got their money. It's not, you know, it's not the same as when they were teenagers. And I just feel like he resents Caitlyn mm-hmm. so, so much. Like I had to text Kelly a few times. Is this going to end where he just openly has disdain for her? Because it's hard to watch. Like when she was depressed and all that stuff. And he would just comment how many times she could have worked out. You could have gone to work out today. And like, I can tell he's like, yeah, I'm not attracted to you. But I you don't know, know how to say that. You know who doesn't get enough heat on this show? Don the adoption counselor. The oh. way she tricked Tyler and Caitlin into that adoption, and they still hold her on like this pedestal. I'm like, Tyler, if you want to be mean to anyone, you should be mean to fucking Dawn. Not not Teresa and Brandon, Dawn. Is that because she kind of misguided them into thinking that they'd be able to like see their daughter whenever they yeah. wanted? And then obviously that's not how that was gonna go down. Yeah. And what was crazy is like for a while, Brandon and Teresa were like, no, you talk badly about us on the show. We are not going to be allowed to see Carly. And Caitlin and Tyler went on this big rampage on social media being like, well, when she's 18, she'll live with us. And Don, I don't know if Don could have been like, guys, you shouldn't be saying that. But like, she should have been. Yeah. Talk about the cheating. Can we just talk about it real quick? Okay, because I was like, you guys are the blinds people, so you know all the stuff that's happened surrounding it. So, like, a lot of he's gay stuff was is out there, and I hate that type of speculating, but I don't find – I don't think he's in any way attracted to Caitlyn anymore. It's so absurd. It's, like, actually – it's actually a joke at this point. Okay. Like, and he got – recently, he, like, got really hot, and, like, she started – <laughs> Yes. Oh whatever. my god, the only you guys. <laughs> and then also, he raps Caitlin, and he's a rapper now. Yeah. Also, Caitlin's little brother going on live being like, Yeah, Tyler does have a boyfriend in Arizona, and everyone's like, because he's never there's never not been cheating rumors. I mean, obviously, not going all the way back to them being like 11 years old, but like 
as them being like teenagers and older, everybody has always talked about about Tyler cheating on Caitlyn and how he like dates guys. And it's like not even a big deal, but they have this this image that they have to protect for the show. And it feels sometimes like Caitlyn is in on it and knows, but mm. also handle it. Like it still makes her like really insecure, but she knows like mm-hmm. obviously, you know? Oh my God. That is exactly what it feels like. It it feels like she has just decided to kill a tiny part of herself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In order to have, and it's like, it would be actually very interesting television if that's what they're really worried about, it'd be interesting television if they were to divorce and they were to talk about it because it's honestly uncomfortable watching him try to pretend like he doesn't think she's disgusting and gross and lazy. It's like, okay, buddy, I get it. You hate her. Yeah. Even there was one scene where she was like, I've thought of every way to kill myself. That's like words that she said. And I'll never forget that. And he was just like, that's really sad. Like you should probably yeah. get some help. It's like He's like that's crazy, horny. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I know. Yeah. Yeah. When she started getting into her depressions and all that kind of stuff, he really was like, I can-. and then it really showed though, like the trauma that they did truly endure and how they weren't gonna come out of that unscathed. It wasn't going to be so fucking easy because it seemed like they would get each other out of it. And that is such unhealthy thinking. Like that is so like for me, for me to be like, they have each other, so they'll be fine. Yeah. But no, of course not. And if, and um, what's Tyler's dad's name? Butch. 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 Okay. I, unfortunately, he's great television because like when he gets sober and stuff, it's like, God, this guy's hysterical. But then, you know, then he's like, just did a little coke. Just a little bit, just a tiny bit. I'm not back. I'm not doing it again. But it's like, all right, God damn it. So he's Tyler's still dealing with his dad and his dad constantly disappointing him. So yeah. all of these issues, then unfortunately he starts doing that ketamine therapy, which I want to, I, I really, I, I want to like be there with him, but some stuff doesn't need to be filmed. I agree. And I think, sorry, Troy. So I was I was gonna say I just want like a real therapist. I want a real therapist to tell them you guys if you really sat down and like examined why you're together, a lot of it would be just trauma. Like it's not because you enjoy each other because you have these children. It's like you've been through some crazy shit together. Like you've experienced some really intense abuse. Let's just call it what it is. And I think that Caitlin is obviously way more like traumatically attached to him than he is to her and he yes. knows it and he is always making her feel like she's this ball and chain that he is yes. like around like because it's just annoying yes. and I feel like he thinks his trauma is worse than K- Caitlin's mm-hmm. and like he kind of makes it a point to be like well this is what happened or you know this past season it came out that he was sexually abused by someone in his life and he's talking about it and Caitlin's like that happened to me too and like, and he's like, that is not going to work for my brand. Basically, okay? he's like, okay, I'm sorry, but I need to, I need this to be about me now. And she's kind of like, okay, no. And he, he his <laughs> vows, his vows to her were so incredible that like it's, it's like leading up to their wedding. I was like, I honestly don't feel like we should be doing this. I really feel like he. She kept saying she wanted to lose weight because she just had the kid, and he would basically be like, "Yes, I would like you to lose weight because I find you hideous." Like he might as well have said that. That was the tone. Oh. That was the energy of it. But then he gets up and does these vows that were 
perfection. Like there was no arguing with those goddamn vows. Okay. Everyone there was like, Jesus, I don't even know what Caitlin said. I have no idea, but what he said, but then it's back to the real world. He doesn't, he still, he, he just says those things. He likes how he sounds saying shit like oh, that. That's the best mm-hmm. way to put it. He yeah. loves the sound of his own voice. He's like, I really am a great guy, aren't I? I Thank just love know. Caitlin. It's like, but whoa, did you guys see that thumbs up? Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> happened a couple times. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what kind of cool filter is that? I did therapy today and I did two thumbs up. Let's see if it happens again. It, it like fireworks went off when I did it. I was in therapy. T- I'm like crying in therapy. And I went like, you know, it's just like great stuff. And it just fireworks started exploding and balloons came up. So it's very inappropriate. A breakthrough. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I have a question then, because this is a complicated one that I can't figure out where the fandom lies. The fight between Brianna and Ashley where are uh, you guys on that one? Um, you know, I think they're both firecrackers. <laughs> but um, I think if you spit at me, I will do everything in my power to get to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're team Brianna. I'm not team either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, I think was, it's kind of bad being a team anyone on team mom. Yeah, I feel like I was team like Cheyenne's mom who was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but I do like that it showed us that April's still a monster in her like act w- is an act. Yeah. That, that that whole was that season two of the family reunion? I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Team season two was good. Season mm-hmm. two was like heavy. And also you want to know why? Because Dr. Drew wasn't there. There was a different therapist. Mm-hmm. We, they need to mix that up. Yeah. Um, Ash, I like. I try so hard to so, like to get where Ashley's coming from, but I I find her to be very difficult to like. But then again, so, I kind of feel the same way about Brianna. But the audience is very split, and I kind of am seeing more of people saying that they're siding with Ashley on it. But I think that's the tendency when someone's ganged up on. Mm-hmm. The audience has a tendency to rush to their side. And what sucks is that if the other people are like, no, 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 you're not seeing everything. It's X, it's this, it's blah, 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 blah. It's like, it doesn't matter. You're all ganging up on her and leaving her out. So we're going to side with her. So or I couldn't tell where people at, fall. When somebody's good at defending themselves too, they're, it's often like, they'll be like, well, you're the villain. It's like, exactly. why your words together better than that other person? That was, that said like Kenya, like Candace, like you just, that's yeah. exactly how they, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly how they say it. Like, so I'm in trouble because I'm better at it than you. Don't come for right. me exactly Hmm. i like ashley like i do i think it's great that she's going to school to be a nurse i think that there's stuff to dislike about every teen mom and that's Uh the point of the show so like she has her moments that i actually i think she's a great mom she took her sister in this past season because her sister was having a tough time after their brother died like she also has these really like human moments that people don't want to see because they'd rather see her standing on a table spitting at someone and Mm. i don't think that scene reflects ashley as a whole no and i actually do think brianna's mom did intentionally bump Mm -hmm. ashley's mom and then be like you're crazy and like you did you didn't have to touch her i know why you did that yeah it's right there on camera mm -hmm. okay who am i missing who have we not tackled i think we got them all right we didn't talk about Bristol Palin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, God. She was like, so it won't be boring. 
My she movie was boring. Oh my god! Please, lady, go away. I forgot all about when they tried to make Bristol a thing, and she just was not a thing. In her crazy baby daddy. Oh my god! Nuts. Oh my god. And then Sarah Palin. There's Sarah Palin right there on Team Mom. <laughs> Yeah, who also, like, tried to be a reality star for a little bit. It was, like, that was a very, very weird time. She did? <laughs> I didn't oh, know Sarah that Palin, she did that. Sarah Palin's Alaska. I will send it to you. It's absolutely incredible television. Shut up, you guys. <laughs> I know we briefly touched on uh, Cheyenne. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, let's go. Wait, Jim. But I do think Cheyenne's oh, husband, sorry. something dark is going to come out about him. Because that whole, like, shooting never made sense to me like what does he do for a job right there i have you. a lot of questions about zach right there with you because the shooting it was clearly targeted at them like they needed they were the they were the target and their children were in the car and they still shot up the car and it's just like i don't know it's a fluke accident a horrible tragedy i'm like no something else was there man it's like, no, Macy being at the gas station where there was a shooting, that was like a horrific moment. Like, obviously, their car being shot, too. But that was like a senseless tragedy. Totally agree. Yeah. And then that the the account Teen Mom Fans is po has posted multiple things about um, mm -hmm. the, the girlfriend of the shooter. Because now he's been found guilty, right? He's going, he's right? That just happened? Right? Um, I believe so. But it... Allegedly, Zach owed the guy like 25 grand or something. And and allegedly, didn't to... Zach put a hit out on some woman? Yeah. And then uh, apparently, Zach, or allegedly, I should say, Zach through, drove through the wrong part of town is what they keep saying. Yeah. And they said, if you know someone has a hit on you, don't drive through that part of town. Okay. Okay. Mm. It's to me too. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that one? Ooh, fun. We got to try oh. on one too. Yeah, no, it, it the shooting never made sense to me. And now um, the account Teen Mom Fans has talked about how Cheyenne and her like family have messaged the account to be like, take this down. It's slanderous against us. But that account does truly just report stuff. Like they don't put too much of their own opinion mm -hmm. in there. So they were like, no, I'm not taking it down. But that says a lot about Cheyenne and her family. So there, I'm I'm there with you, Kel. I think there could be something. There could be something coming mm -hmm. down the pike there. <laughs> all right, I feel like we've we've done all we can for one session. For you know, sure. At the end of the day, we could probably do this for 17 hours because there's so much content to discuss. I guess but, Emily, since you were a first time watcher and you didn't like follow Teen Mom in general, yeah. What was your moment where you were just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" The structuring of the show was just so – I'm like, okay, so they have these – let's say there's four cast members. They all live in different places. So the way it was structured is they would go – let's say they're at Chelsea. They're talking, doing Chelsea's story. Then they'd be like cutting over to now they're at Kale's story and the Kale voiceover would say something insane like last night Javi came over and he was really drunk and we got in a huge fight and now he's kicked out of the house and just – in a voiceover, though, like saying, like, it's no big deal. Then we do Kale's bit. Then we go to the next. Then we go to Janelle. Janelle's like, now we're living in our car because we were kicked out of the house. And I was like, how has this show been functioning like this with the cast members in this state? It, it's, it is an absolutely insane to produce show. They're dealing with cops like every episode. 
They're going to jails. They're going like I cannot understand how they ever produced this many seasons because I'm always looking at it from a producer standpoint for them to get all of these separate stories captured and for them to have all these different teams and to get these people to even film because they're filming shit they probably shouldn't film when you look at it from the perspective of like like when the show aired it was like the mid 2000s like reality was like kind of shifting and it's looking back it's like god they were all doomed because they're like in this hamster wheel they're all poor yes they're in this hamster wheel of like earning money from mtv for behaving badly and exposing all this terrible stuff about each other but then there's the there's the like covers because teen moms are some of the most tabloid covered reality stars in history and not because they're like it's because they're doing exclusives like it's amber portwood on the cover of us weekly and then it's janelle on the cover of star and then whatever like they were living vicarious like living basically with like tabloid money yes. like that's how they're surviving because they would blow through their teen mom mummy money and oh. then throughout the year be on every tabloid cover that you could imagine selling themselves so it's like very dark oh and that's why they all do clickbait like i i thought this was pretty gross macy at one point was having bentley post clickbait in his story and you know, they don't know what's going to be the next thing, but it says like Ryan headed for death. Oh, it was yeah. on Bentley's story as clickbait. And after that, it everyone was like, Macy, hey, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> do that. So oh. you'll always see people commenting on like Janelle and they'll be like, don't click any links in her, in her story. Don't click any of them because she gets <laughs> money from clickbait. Wow. And like, honestly, when they were the most famous they had ever been, because like, I would say that the the show's glory days are in the past, right? Yes. Like, if you're watching it still, it's based on like nostalgia because you've mm-hmm. been on the time, right? And like, when they were at the height of their popularity, a Farrah Abraham cover was like Britney Spears being on fucking Larry King. Like, it was a huge deal. They were extremely famous and... They were getting a lot of money to do like us weekly covers. I mean, it, wow. it had to be every other week there was a teen mom on the cover of Us Weekly giving an exclusive. I mean, they were so popular. Brandon and Teresa were on Us Weekly. <laughs> they did an Us Weekly cover. And oh that's God. when every, and that's when Tyler and Caitlin were like, wait, we can't post Carly, but they can. And everyone's like, wow. oh, they're like the adopted, they're her parents. Legally, they're her parents. Wow. Like, and Tyler could never understand why they weren't allowed to show Carly and Brandon and Teresa were. <sighs> I didn't realize that they were doing that many covers because the irony of that is then they would want privacy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, because that's very much the big thing of theirs. Like, I don't need to put everything on the show. It's like, oh, now that I'm realizing they were probably doing exclusives then and that's what would get them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, with like next chapter, with next chapter, for example, you can tell it's like, this is just a machine to make money for the, for the, like MTV, the producers and the cast. It's Teen Mom Light, other it's than Jade, other than Jade. Other than Jade. She's yes. like true Teen Mom. <laughs> she is true Teen Mom, actually. Yeah, she was a good addition to the show. She was very on brand. 
when she showed up, I was like, do I have to live through April and Caitlin again? That's I was like, I, was I don't thinking. think I can yeah. do it. <laughs> no, I literally, in my journey of watching, I'm like, oh no, I don't know if I can. I think I started fast forwarding through her scenes because I'm like, I, they'll be fine eventually. I can only imagine what they're going through. Like, I can't keep doing this. I already moved past this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I think the biggest realization was this is what this show, like this show has just been nuts and they have gotten famous from just being poor. And it was, it's almost like an episode of Intervention. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like that dark at times. Like an extended, I've always thought it felt like a documentary, like mm-hmm. it, documentary that they just chose to turn into a reality show. Cause it, it, it kind of gives TLC at the beginning. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Totally. It, it's, it very much feels like camera, like with reality TV, you get more of a glossy view of it. Everyone knows the, like they're cast on this show and they know they're on a show. It did not feel like that. With Teen Mom. I was like, what is this? This is insane. And what's funny? I'm sorry. I was going to say, with a lot of MTV shows, that's how it happens. Like, Laguna Beach was supposed to be, like, an hour-long special. Real World was supposed to be a special. The challenge was supposed to be, like, a one-time thing. Well, look at them. They know. They're like, if it hits, it hits. And that's (laughs) when we're going to ride it out. Mm -hmm. Well, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's, it's It's an institution. You know, it's a very dark institution, but it is one nonetheless. It is one nonetheless. <laughs> um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I this is a long time coming. Yeah, this was fun to have an excuse to talk about Teen Mom. I yeah. know if you ever need Teen Mom or like challenge people, Troy and I, I'm on it. Honestly, before like anytime we're stressed, we're like, you want to talk Teen Mom or challenge? Like, which one you feeling? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you can't talk Teen Mom and not just explode. With, in, with stuff to say, question you. So CT, we saw the po- the weird infographic post he did about like how me- basically how women have it better than men. It was very, very problematic. What's happening with CT? Do we know more than just he's going through a dark phase? Um, I don't know. I'm friends with like a few cast members. Oh, and oh. Um, one Flex. of them went through like a loss as well. And I guess CT recently like reached out. Okay. Um. So maybe he's finally like going through the process of grieving, grieving DM. Maybe okay. He can, like, give himself much of a um chance to before because he got married pretty quick after she passed away. That's right. So I think he's kind of going through the grieving process just like super years, years later. And That's I don't sad. know if he's doing it the healthiest way. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I feel bad for CT. Question though, I this is maybe a fucked up question. Last question and then we'll wrap it up. What are your thoughts on his relationship with DM? Um I think uh I think like listen to the one by Taylor Swift. I don't know. Like I don't know. <laughs> if I could talk about like DM and stuff, I'll get canceled. So I can't. Yeah. I just feel like they like they really over romanticize that relationship because she passed away. And I'm like, but they were very toxic and they were not even really officially together up until like, you know what I mean? They broke up and stuff like that. And the way he treated her and the way she treated him. So it's like, I get that he needs to grieve it, but I also think people need to kind of be a little bit more realistic about what the relationship was. I thought it was very, very, very romanticized. And I think like that one season, we all basically hold on to that moment. You already know what I'm going to say where he like rubs her head and like 
you know, he like makes her cry and makes her feel comfortable and beautiful without her wig and stuff. Like that moment had such a, a millennial chokehold yep. that we all were like, oh, he's her prince. Like he's her prince. She's his Cinderella. They were meant to be together. And I don't necessarily think that's true. Like, I think that they were like more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. We're in the together let's do this again kind of thing you know he was also the bad boy right like yep. she was the good girl who changed the bad boy but nobody wants there was like a maid with dm i don't know if anyone if you two saw remember, yeah with like she wanted to be a ballroom dancer and she really wanted to be on dancing with the stars or something like that and that's why um when ct like smashes davis's face in and tries to eat it or whatever he's like four years right four years I gotta wait four years for you, DM. And it's because she's like, I'm not part of your four-year plan. Like, people <laughs> don't remember that CT. Like, it was dark. Yeah. It got, because I recently rewatched it and I was like, oh, I don't feel like I recall it accurately. Because <laughs> once some, like, once DM passed away, it's like, forget it. Doesn't matter. Everything was perfect. And that happens, like, as a true crime girly, that happens all the time. Whenever anyone talks about someone who's passed away, they were the best. They lit up a room. All of that. And then there's that funny meme that's like, please don't lie. Just tell just tell the truth about me when I pass. Like, don't need to be like, she lit up right. a room. I don't. It's fine. But like, <laughs> there's that kind of like, so, you know, I, I just kind of maybe think it would help CT to look back on it in a more realistic way. But I yeah. think you need to remember, like, our last scene of DM was CT carrying her into yes. an ambulance. Literally. So, like, yeah. So that's all people remember. Yeah. And that talk about like trauma, but not bonding because she was going to pass. But like, that's how he recalls it, too. Like he left the challenge because she was sick and it was all happening right in front of our eyes. So I think that a real I just want I want CT to recover. He was always going to be kind of the bad boy, though. So like, I guess that should be something I'm surprised about. Mm-hmm. I think D, the his relationship with DM and then DM passing changed our view of CT. But when you watch, you're like, dude, this guy was fucking crazy he used to walk through walls yeah but then he came back with like a dad bod and you're like oh it's ct now (laughs) never mind but like this Uh, is kind of his core between ct and like mark Wahlberg in the movie fear it's like had no choice like no chance whoa (laughs) is that so accurate whoa like (laughs) another universe whoa okay on that note all right. <laughs> um, who does do one of you want to do the where to find you guys, even though they're already gonna know where to find you? It's beyond the blinds, duh. Ellie's <laughs> better at it than me. I know. I'm actually I'm actually really bad. I'll do it for you. Beyond the Blinds <laughs> is available everywhere you get your podcast. Follow Kelly at Laguna Biatch and Troy McGeady, right? Is your handle? Uh, Troy, Dean, Troy Dean Spears. Oh, duh. How did I forget that? It's been a long day. Troy Dean Spears. Duh. Duh. How could I How could I forget? Um, everything will be in the description of the episode, though. So if you guys don't know who they are, everything will be there. And you guys are the real heroes this holiday season for joining me for this. But now that I know that you guys are such MTV girlies, it's just I'll keep doing. We'll keep I'll keep bringing you back, whether you like. Whenever it or not. this was great. Oh. It was like therapy, actually, going through all this stuff. Doctor um, Truther. Doctor Truther, which is not therapy. This <laughs> is me getting praised the whole time because I'm a boy. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> all right, guys, love you, mean it. We'll see you next time. Bye.
Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.